Welcome to JT Data Talk, your one stop shop for opinionated analysis and witty banter on data circulating the internets. Welcome to our second podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about generations. In particular, we're going to be talking about what is called for now, anyways, Gen Z. And contrasting that with millennials, we have more data today. I'm here with Joe Martin. Hi, Joe. Hey. How have you been? Doing well. Great. Summer is uh, coming to a close, and our podcast is starting to take shape. We're really yeah. excited about that. Felt the chill in the air this morning. Yeah, excited really. For the leaves to change. The leaves are changing. So uh, let's just set the stage for these generation conversations. One of the interesting things about data as it relates to generations is that everyone defines the time frame of a generation a little bit differently. So we have some information from Pew Research today, um, as well as some other. And let's just give you some of the definitions of how Pew Research looks at the millennial generation. They put that at those born from 1981 to 1996. That would be you, right? Yeah, so I'm on the edge of millennial. There you go. Kind of an in-betweener. In-between. Yeah. I still remember I had my first computer was an Apple IIe. So I still remember the green screen. <laughs> I, I think we're just going to nickname you Edgy. <laughs> and the Gen Z, which we're going to talk about this, but I actually hate that name. Um, and there was a bunch of different names floating around for what we could call this generation. But this is uh, anyone born now, so uh, 2018 to 1997, making the oldest Gen Zs 22 years old, which means they have entered the workforce having graduated from college or they graduated uh, from high school and entered the workforce. So there's several of them. In fact, this research on world population, which comes from the UN, says that the world population of millennials will be overtaken by Gen Z in 2019. So we should really be talking about Gen Z when it comes to all kinds of data right now. The problem with it is they're on the younger side, so it's a little bit hard to research them. Yep, but between the two of us, we have four kids who are in Gen Z. Gen Z, we, we have a lot so of experience, experience with Gen Z. <laughs> um, and, and the Gen Z population is expected to reach 7.7 billion in 2019. So that's the setup of this generation. Let's talk about some of the findings. You brought some research today, Joe. Yeah, so this kind of spawned because of a, a Bloomberg piece where they said that Gen Z was going to overtake millennials for spending in 2019 as well. It will be about 32% of spending. Um, and so I kind of wanted to spend a little bit of time on that. You know, what, what does that look like? I think, I think we've been in this kind of movement right now where we've been shifting to mobile, shifting to video, socials becoming integrated with a lot of things, but maybe there's been some resistance, uh, specifically with privacy, uh, GDPR and, and other things of how people want to share their information to get a personalized experience. Um, and I found something interesting about this Gen Z generation and maybe where experiences will go in the future is that uh, from a, a different study, 50% um, said that they would stop visiting a website if the website didn't anticipate what they needed. So that personalized experience. So they're just going to, I'm not going there if you don't tell me. Exactly. You know, show me exactly yep. what I want to see yeah. before I even arrive. Yep. So that's going to be your Amazon recommendations, your people also bought this, 
Um, when you go to a travel website and it has kind of that scarcity of like uh, 10 people bought this in the last hour or uh, those type of things can become even more important um, to this generation. Um, and how that fits in with, with voice as well. I know uh, my kids haven't done this, but I've heard a lot of people's kids grow up, are growing up right now buying stuff, even maybe accidentally with Alexa. <laughs> um, and my, my child trying. hasn't done an accidental purchase yet, thank goodness. But then again, I'm quite digitally savvy, so I yeah, make sure that's all yeah. turned off. Yeah, so stuff showing up on your iTunes account or Amazon account that you weren't expecting as a, as a parent. Um, this generation's growing up doing that thing, saying, Alexa, buy me such and such because we're out of it, uh, versus even pulling out their phone and searching and kind of removing that step. Uh, that's, that's something that could very well become a big part of their future. You know, one of the things I've observed since my generation, I'm, I'll, full disclosure, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm a pretty early on in the Gen Xer, so I'm <laughs> almost a boomer, but not quite. And... What I've discovered ever since my generation is that we have been really defining generations by technology availability ever since I was born. In my case, it was the personal computer. In yours, it was the, the mobile phone. And in uh, the, the younger group, it is actually, in my opinion, the front-facing video camera mm-hmm. that they have grown up with looking at themselves uh, recording themselves and they are super excited to portray themselves inside of everything that they touch and purchase so that personalization doesn't surprise me Mm -hmm. because they're really used to seeing themselves inside of everyone's product or video yeah and maybe that leads to a an augmented reality future where they do like seeing themselves on a smaller screen and so you have REI or whoever putting an augmented reality opportunity where they can try the clothes on and and see how they look through their phone or through their computer uh, and they're kind of just looking at themselves and kind of trying it on Um, and that's how we do school shopping in the future so we don't have to go to uh, Old Navy or Target or whatever. And it's funny it's <laughs> funny that you mention augmented reality because I did some trends research in March and I asked uh, 1,500 U.S. consumers if they had ever used their smartphone in augmented reality mode. And guess what you got from the 18 to 24-year-olds? 75% wow. said yes. Yeah. 75% have used augmented reality. When you get to millennials, it drops to 54%. So it was yep. by far the highest group. And then I also asked them if they'd ever put on virtual reality goggles. Mm-hmm. This one just blows me away. 54% of those who are 18 to 24 have already put on virtual reality goggles. Yeah. Over half. Right. So they're already like way out there and people in business are talking about how virtual reality is this way down in the future thing, but not if you look at the 18 to 24 year olds, they're already there. That's really interesting. Yeah, and I, maybe it was the you know Pokemon Go kind of brought them into that world, certainly Snapchat. Um, you know, there was a, a stat from CMO.com that referenced a, a um, study that showed one in four between age 13 and 17 have left Facebook in favor of Snapchat and Instagram. And so there's also this shift in social that they're creating. And um, it, it's fun to think about what it can be. 
and we may be a few years behind what Back to the Future thought it was going to be. And it, they thought it would be in 2015, but maybe it's going to be more with this generation where we see a lot of the AR, VR things and maybe even some hoverboards. There's another angle to this generation <clears throat> that I've seen in a variety of different research. And one of them came uh, from a Deloitte study. And it said that Gen Z respondents anticipate being slightly happier than their millennial counterparts. So that's one data point. The other one is going back to the experience index, which we talked about in episode one. If you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to episode one. The experience index, when we break it down by age, what we found is that technology and the experiences that businesses offer were meeting the expectations of the Gen Z more so than they were meeting the expectations of the millennial. And I believed at that time that that was related to the fact that millennials are in the workforce and they're much more of a buying community and so they're likely to encounter the more negative or experience breaker situations more often, especially as it relates to business travel, let's just be honest. (laughs) But the, the fact may be that millennials are actually more okay with some of the um, expectations than other generations just because they're generally happier? Or maybe it's just because they haven't gotten to that point in life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's interesting to think about because if, if you look at how maybe millennials have kind of set the foundation for what Gen Z will be like, we started seeing some shifts with you know worrying about um, responsibility and kind of you know, the movement to eliminate plastic and uh, other things that are kind of being led by millennial voices. Uh, Gen Z's growing up with that, and so they're going to be probably the ones that really are the generation that actually takes it on, that, you know, passes on uh, plastic straw or um, donates extra time to um, helping their community, uh, things that have all kind of been built on by previous generations. Um, that will kind of come to fold with them. And and that certainly could lead to more happiness. Yeah, I've noticed that there is a social responsibility wave, and I do feel like it may be coming from that generation, the youngest generation in the workforce. There's, I just happened to see a company called Lemonade, which is a new insurance company for renter's insurance. And they were all about the social responsibility, had a totally different look and feel. I encourage you to go look at that and then compare it to a traditional insurance company and look at what the difference is in marketing to that younger generation uh, because that's what you're going to have to be able to do if you're in marketing or in business. That's what's coming coming about. And speaking of the name, let's just you know have a moment on the name because <laughs> I have to have a little rant here. Maybe this will be a trend. Hopefully not. But... Generation Z is such a boring name. Um, Generation X was a boring name. It was the name that was given because they didn't have, they didn't know what to call us or how to mark us. And Generation Z, we have so many rich and exciting ways to mark them. Is it the social generation? Is it the, um, I've heard it called the I generation. We've heard it called the we generation. I like to call it either the creators or crafters generation because they are much more creative. We're reaching the creative economy. They're a creative group of people who like to make things. They like to be inside of things. And I just think we can do better than Gen Z. I was talking to someone named Tiffany Zhao, and she uh, puts herself on LinkedIn as the Gen Z whisperer and talks about Gen Z subjects. So um, if you have a chance, you might want to connect with her. But she runs a 
a new company called Zebra Intelligence, where she calls herself the head of the zoo. And what she said to me when I said, why are we calling this Gen Z? Let's be more creative. Is Gen Z implies we're not going to have any more generations. It's kind of depressing, <laughs> right. right? What are we going to do? Yeah. We're going to go to Gen AA. Gen AA after <laughs> this? And she said, well, yes, it should be the end of generations because we should stop naming them. Because we should stop having groups of people that are seemingly monolithic. And I thought, oh. That's really interesting. It it's almost how almost like the globalization of the world over the last decade it's like the generalization of the world where even though yeah they may be growing up with mobile devices they may be growing up with social networking but we're all kind of in it now i mean we do have different buying behaviors and things but i mean i use my phone to buy stuff more than i use my computer and um i use Amazon Prime all the time if I forget something at the store and uh, there there are certainly a lot of overlaps probably more so than ever before with the digital world. Well and it speaks to the fact that personalization does not mean personalization to a generation. It means personalization to all kinds of different types of people inside each generation. More behavioral than Absolutely. And so let's let's close up with one last fact because it's been a pretty stats-filled podcast today. (laughs) I think we hit the mark. So this is actually the reason why I reached out to Joe and said, hey, let's do a podcast. And it was because in my trends research, I asked a question, what is your preferred source of audio listening? And you might not be surprised, as I wasn't, that streaming music services came out number one. It came out number one even amongst those who were 45 to 54 by a lot. So... AMFM radio is kind of dead. We all sort of knew that, but this data really shows that. What was most interesting to me about what I saw is that the podcast was number three in preference amongst 18 to 24 and 18 to 34. So the podcast is the way that this generation is getting its news. They really like audio and I've heard a lot more people tell me that they'll listen to a podcast while they're at the gym as opposed to listening to music. So podcasts are it. (laughs) Yes, it fits in with voice a lot. I mean, you think about it, you can see the news breaking on Twitter, and then you could download a quick little podcast that talks about it and expands on it more. You don't have to necessarily take out time to read it or it fits into your commute. It kind of works with the future of work where people want to be able to just do things as easy as possible. (laughs) Well, I think we have come to the end of uh, the amount of patience that anyone might have to listen to this podcast. So let's uh, close up and please, again, add comments to our podcast. We'd love to hear from you about the topic of generations. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Share your thoughts and data you find interesting on our Slack channel, JNT Data Talk. And follow us on Twitter at at Tamara G and at Joe D. Marty.